Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, all Matthew Donald here. So, good news. That Walking with Dinosaurs episode I've been threatening to do for the last few months but haven't been able to get around to it thanks to technical issues, shenanigans involving work, personal life stuff, and some good old-fashioned procrastination. Well, guess what? Not only is it finally available right now on the Patreon at patreon.com slash MatthewDonald, but so are two other episodes available right now, Walking with Beasts and Walking with Monsters. We do the whole Walking with trilogy. Three bonus episodes right there. And since I'm very behind on these bonus episodes, there's also going to be a fourth bonus episode later this month about the Dinoverse books by Scott Simpson, these middle-grade books about junior high kids that get their minds trapped in the bodies of dinosaurs. It's very weird. A girl falls in love with an acrocanthosaurus. Yeah, that that's weird. If you want to hear some of that nonsense, go to the Patreon at patreon.com slash MatthewDonald. Link is in the description. Have a good day. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast as horrifying as the Jurassic Park Velociraptor and as full of fluff as the real Velociraptor. My name is Matthew Donald. Each week, I in a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week, I am joined by my friend from across the pond, and by pond, I mean the Pacific one, not the Atlantic one. It's the, it's Ben O'Regan. How are you? Hi, everyone. I'm good, thank you. My parents are currently on their way to Australia, so I'll Ooh. tell them to wave at you if they fly over New Zealand. <laughs> uh, they probably won't see me. I'm not only um, near Wellington, but I'm out of the way in a mountainy area and a valley. So right, hard to see. They're flying from uh, they're flying from here in Denver to Los Angeles, and then Los Angeles to Sydney. So, oh, nice. I don't envy them having the land in LA. I mean, maybe it's only it's fine for Americans, but everyone I know from New Zealand or other countries who's gone through LAX friggin' hates it. Oh, I'm sure, but it's just a, it's just a throughway flight, so I think they mm. just are only there for a bit. Uh, right, fair so, enough. But my mum had to see, stop though. there once to um on a way to a flight to flight from there to Dubai and then over to London to I mean the UK, sorry, to meet my auntie Jackie lives over there, and it was she hated it. Wait, you've been to Dubai? Was that just a no, through flight? No, my mum did, not me. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she because she flew from here to LA and then from. LA to Dubai and then from Dubai uh, okay. to the UK to visit an auntie of mine gotcha have you ever uh, left New Zealand or once when I was very young to Australia 
um, to visit oh, the nice. Queensland Reptile Park. Nice. Well, that sounds nice. Yeah, my parents are going to uh, they're going to Sydney, then they're going to fly to Sydney to hmm. Melbourne. So, huh. uh, fun fact: Melbourne is the same is at the same latitude geographically as I am here in Denver. It's just the hmm. opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they're going there to Australia, and it looks like you've been in Australia. So we, we need to talk about more Australian dinosaurs uh, at some points, but it is not this day. <laughs> but we'll need to do proper research on them. Might even try and find out more on the handful of New Zealand dinosaurs. Unfortunately, they're just fragments. Well, was there even... I mean, look, I know I had New Zealand in my Migzook books, but that was more like just... I didn't know what else to do with it. I actually think... Didn't New Zealand, the continent, actually rise in the Paleocene? Or was it no, there No, it was before? there before. It was a fragment of Australia, and of course, it's the Zealandia continent, so a lot of the Pacific Islands nearby are part of our ridge, but most underwater. During right. the um, Cenozoic, New Zealand gradually sunk until it was just a handful of islands, and then it rose back up. Right, because the Zealandia is like one of the biggest continents in the world. It's just un mostly underwater. Uh, I don't know about <laughs> so, one of the biggest, but it's one of the longest. It's a weird... Well, it's, it's one of the biggest yeah, it's one of the, ones, I guess. This big, but, yeah. ugly, misshapen-looking thing when it's under, um, above water. Because like, mm -hmm. we're basically yeah, mountains, so. and so I guess that makes our mountains the mountains of mountains or something. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and I wonder if, if we ever have like fancy underwater... Uh, like s s fossil hunting submarines, if we could find like dinosaur fossils in Zealandia when we. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Start, like, as as it is, like, I know we've got some marine reptile fossils like mosasaurs and I think a few plesiosaur type things. Um, we've got a sauropod, a pheropod, and I think ooh, nice. some ornithopods, but it's been ages since oh, I read I'll have them. to look into that because I. I know there are that many New Zealand dinosaurs. I'll have to look into that. Uh, I think we did yeah. mention them, or at least I did when we did that one. Um, I forget the episode because it was a couple of years back now, but when we mentioned pale, um, potential Paleocene dinosaurs, because I think um, part of New Zealand, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, one that's of right. our yeah. islands, um, has um, post-KT um, dinosaur fragments, very fragmentary uh -huh. ones, but the, the leading right. theory is that they're reworked, which... It's probably the case, but that said, I don't like how dogmatic scientists can get sometimes where they just immediately rule it out as, oh, it has to be reworked. whole point of science is to right, question right. and never hold anything as completely certain. Okay, so it looks like <laughs> none of the uh, New Zealand dinosaurs have names. Nah, I thought not. There's, a, there's an ankylosaur, compsognathid, an ornithopod, uh, Joan Whiffin's theropod, and titanosaur. Hmm. I think our marine reptiles are named because one of them, I think, is named after the Taniwa or Tanifa, depending on how one wants to pronounce it. You know, oh, the yeah, yeah. serpent-like creature yeah, yeah. from Mary mythology. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, yes, yes, I'm looking down here. There are, yes, uh, there's uh, some named, yeah, including one I know, Prognathodon. Uh, <laughs> there's a Moanosaurus and a Mauisaurus. Okay, cool. Not surprised by <laughs> that, given we're on the Pacific. Yeah, so it's like Kawikia. These are all dinosaurs that I know from... <laughs> <laughs> Ludia's <laughs> Jurassic Park the game Jurassic World the game <laughs> so, yeah, if you hear any coughing um, I'm not sick I just uh, uh, lingers for ages after I've had a big period of being sick no worries so, I, I'm. are you feeling better? yeah just got a horrible feeling in my throat on occasion which makes me cough uh, no worries uh, I, I will edit out any coughs if you. so feel free to cough if you need to cool. I'll uh, try not to regardless you know, because it hurts my ears of course, hearing myself of course, cough. that would be helpful 
That would be helpful, yes. Uh, so, uh, all right, well, we're not talking about any of these, although we'll save them for another time, I guess, once they ever get officially named. Officially named, other than, like, the, I guess the Mosasaurs. I guess we can talk about those. Um, but yep. for now, though, we're talking about a pterosaur uh, that we are somewhat familiar with, uh, particularly because a specific Walking with Dinosaurs episode technically featured this. <laughs> it's uh, Tropiognathus. Full Sinanathonophacarus at one point. Yeah, it, it's a keel jaw, is what it hmm. means. And the reason why or, uh, Walking Dinosaurs featured this is it's not like Ornithocyrus is not a real pterosaur. It was, but it, it was just happened to be only Texan. in Europe. Yeah, and also the one that they th- they think right now it lived only in Europe. And hmm. Tropiognathus uh, is from um, is from Brazil, and hmm. so uh, but then like fossils of its relative Ornithocyrus were found in England and Morocco. And hmm. that's why they were they were soon to be the same species. So walking with dinosaurs posited the theory like it was a global migrator. Yeah, the same thing so. that happened with a lot of the iguanodon species. They're still iguanodontids, but they're now no longer considered iguanodon itself. Like it's decoded on and stuff like that. Or um, how because fossil remains of Brachiosaurus in the states aren't fully complete. Everyone was using what is now giraffe titan, which is what's actually depicted right, exactly. in Jurassic Park as it's um for reconstructions, because it was more of it, but we now know it's not Brachiosaurus, it's a relative. Yeah, because Giraffe Titan is known from almost a complete skeleton, while Brachiosaurus mm. is much more fragmentary, mm. so... They did look like, similar, so, though, so you we... can't blame them. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but, like, also, I wonder if, like, because I hear about things of, like, Allosaurus and Stegosaurus in Portugal, and mm. then I think I remember hearing about Allosaurus in Africa, too, but I guess that must have been renamed um, mm. to something else, and I'm assuming the one in Portugal will be too. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, because even though the, the continents were still relatively joined back then, at least in North and South, um, it didn't mean the animals were going to walk from one area to the other um, without diversifying. Right, because like, I, I, I think I remember it was like either some something when I was a kid, it might have even been like the Magic School Bus PC game, or like some other things, but it had like Allosaurus in Tanzania with Kentrosaurus and like uh, some other ones like that in Jurassic Africa. Um, huh. And we now know that it would not have been there. <laughs> I barely remember the Magic School Bus. I never played any of the games, but I used to watch the TV series. Yeah, I watched the TV series actually really recently because my baby niece mm. uh, likes it, and we have the DVDs. We have the complete series. If I had uh, to it's identify definitely... with any of the kids in it, even though it's a kids show with Fantastic Adventures, I'd probably identify. Oh, it's very, very much a little kids show, but it's yeah, still very but good. I'd so. probably identify and sympathize with the kid that's like, I know I should have stayed home today. Ah, uh, that was Arnold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, they all had their own catchphrases, except for Tim. Tim was the one without a catchphrase. Mm. Uh, but also what I like about it is how they kidify mm. very scientific concepts to make it uh, palatable to kids. Mm. I did a whole episode that was about the light spectrum, and what they did is they had a ping-pong table that had different colored eyes to have different colored wavelengths of light to get through, like, a, a ping-pong table that was all based on mirrors that they had <laughs> the to one they figure really out how to play. The one that sticks out with me, um, just because it was bizarre, was the episode where they start learning about, like, the life cycle and journey of um, salmon, so they get, like, they suddenly t- in, get teleported down to the water as themselves inside of Oh, yeah, they become salmon? That's yeah, right. That's, so- yeah, that was, it just struck me as quite bizarre, like, Oh, there's one where they turn to reptiles too. They're horrified. <laughs> like, yeah, like not quite they, as like, horrifying about as that episode of SpongeBob where him and and Squidward turn into snails. But just something about it really freaked me out. <laughs> I saw the SpongeBob SquarePants movie recently. My fiance showed it to me. I thought it was funny. Which one? There's oh, several but... of them. 
Uh, the original one, the one that's literally called the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, the one from 2004. So. Oh, not the one where Squidward actually um, comes down and sees his SpongeBob friend for once. Yeah, yeah. Because no, I that saw one, that uh, one um, when I was staying over at my mate's uh, a few months back. Nice. Yeah. Anyways, all right, Trophy Ignatius, uh, Keel Jaw. It's an, a type is an ang, 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 oh god, this is a hard one. Ang-herited pterodactyloid. Uh, a group of pterosaurs that also include, if for, uh, they include for your Jurassic World Evolution 2 players, Colobrorhynchus, Cyrodactylus, and Marodactylus. I like the last one because it has two A's. I like things with two A's. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. <laughs> or two Ds. I think that's a boob joke. They're I wrote that here and I don't know why. They're the largest pterosaurs found in the southern hemisphere and they're only rivaled by the Asdarkids, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yes, the Asdarkids, yes. Uh, yes, and size, uh, yes, they are large, and so that, yeah, the largest in South America. So the largest, it's 28 feet slash 8.5 meter wingspan, so who? Mm. <laughs> like all pterosaurs, it was a carnivore. Uh, time, early Cretaceous, 113 to 111 million years ago. Uh, location, like I said, Brazil. Hmm. Uh, so not and, a very big time uh, span. Just, yeah, well, I mean, look, to be fair, we don't really know specifically. That hmm. that time span is more like what we know the fossils to be dated as. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that they were only from that time period. And also, if it's a wide range, it doesn't mean it was from entirely that entire time period. It's just like yeah. how we date the rocks. Yeah, I only <laughs> so. mentioned that just because I couldn't name any of them off the top of my head, but I remember reading some cases where there's some animals that have appeared in the fossil record for sometimes close to 10 million years obviously there's a bit of change in species but the species itself is still basically there so basically slowly evolving whereas others change within that time frame well what i think is interesting is as i've learned as i've learned more about when when researching stuff for this show uh Mm -hmm. and also when i've uh you know you know other stuff like that i've when i've been looking up I've been seeing patterns mm-hmm. more often. One of the patterns I've been noticing is that a lot of Cenozoic mammals tend to be much more global, and they tend to be much uh, live in much wider time frames. I don't think it's because they did compared to they actually did compare to dinosaurs or whatever. I think it's just because since they're more recent, we have more evidence of them. Yeah, it makes sense. So it's it's just it's a astou- It's like all we know about is what the rocks what has survived in the rocks, hmm. and so much of it has been destroyed. Like over time, like how if you want to know what dinosaurs were living in the Yucatan area of Mexico, uh, you're never going to find out because any fossils that would have been there got destroyed by that meteor. Indeed. So, 
it just completely obliterated the area. Guy, you- so, um, as well as um, in Walking hmm. Dinosaurs, it's also in Ark Survival Evolved and Jurassic World, the game. Hmm. So, And in a case Moody of where Walking with Dinosaurs did get things right, despite getting the genre wrong, so to speak, uh, name-wise, it did live alongside Tapajira, or Tapajira, however yes, you pronounce it. Yes, it did. It, it, yeah, Tapajira, yeah, exactly. Uh, it very much did, and then that... Yeah, did, they didn't really reveal explore too much of that part in Brazil. Hmm. It just was it in the Tapajari. You didn't he didn't see any other dinosaurs until he got to North America and Europe, so Yeah, it was just to show off the weird headed noisy pterosaur. Right. Well it's like it, it eased you into the thing of the pterosaurs with the with the Tapajara, but then it showed the really big one with hmm. and, and to be fair, the the fact they made it that big, it's not quite a uh it's not quite a Lyopluridan thing where they exaggerate it just pretty much for... But the size of a small uh, pa- um, private passenger plane that is not. That's more... Right, because um, apparently it was claimed... Get that big. Yeah. It was claimed... So the ones that were described in 2012, the, the ones that, later on, that were later described in 2012, those yeah. bone, they were bone fragments from the Santana group, uh, and they were those were based on... The, the show based it off of those, yeah. and it in, seemed to indicate that Ornithocyrus mesrimbrius, which was a, a now dubious genus, or du- dubious species, had a wingspan reaching 12 meters and a weight of 100 kilograms, which would have which matches what was in the show. Huh. But but now we know that Ornithocyrus was much smaller, and hmm. that that other one was slightly different. So. I mean, not that Orthochiris wasn't big. <laughs> it is just, but, uh, again, walking with dinosaurs, getting things wrong. Like, I don't think this one's quite as egregious of a example as the Wild Pluridon. Wild Pluridon was, like, all kinds of wrong. This is only slightly wrong. Oh, yeah, like, there's cutting, a big I difference between... a lot of slack. But, yeah, it is wrong. Yeah, it's like, this is only like 75% of the size, as opposed to one-third of the size, like the Lyopluridon was. So for the the Walk with Dinosaurs one, so. Because a lot of times when we depict them, we depict them in the ocean, and like depict them like, mm. you know, looking for uh, fish and all stuff. I guess because they think that the, that the sea brings like fronts of air, like they mm. can ride that better. But I don't know if that might not necessarily be true, particularly with the Asdarkids, which now think we're mostly inland predators. Yeah, and so. when they show them flying now in the few clips I've seen, is it with um, Prehistoric Planet or whatever it's called, they have a kite-like way of flying. Right. Like, I, I was wondering about this. I was like, I, I quite enjoy um, Jurassic World Dominion, but hmm. I thought of a way to make it a bit better and make it slightly more scientifically accurate hmm. in a way to fix the... Uh, one of the things I think is replacing the Giganotosaurus with mm. a Quetzalcoatlus. Mm. I've seen people um, say a similar one, but their one was like make it that that's actually a Tarbosaurus, and then set up the Therizinosaurus as the enemy because having a herbivore as the villain would have actually been blooming interesting. Well, I think it would be interesting to be because like then you could have like that scene where the the Quetzalcoatlus attacks the plane. That could be the bad guy later too. So like imagine. Instead of the Giganosaurus crawling through when they all when all the groups reunite, it's a it's a Quetzalcoatlus walking. It looks like freaking Slenderman based on how it walks in the dark forest. Like, well, yeah, well, you and me have spoken about it. Where it's like, imagine the don't walk, I'm um, running the long grass scene, but it's um, humans hiding in the grass, and there's just these big um, as dark as stalk, <laughs> um, stomping right. around or stalking. 
Sorry. And right, but then, like, I don't know, because, like, the idea came from, I was, like, I was thinking about that prologue, which I do love the prologue, yeah, but I it does kind of irk me that it it's... I think grain of salt. It was basically just there for uh, fan service. No, I know, and I get why they delete it, but, like, and mm. I love the idea of it, but I think they could have made it... There's, I, I came up with a way to fix it, to make it all scientifically mm. accurate in a way that could also... But then it was, like, what do I... So I could replace each animal shown with the one that would actually be there in the time mm. with the T-Rex. So at the beginning, instead of uh, Dreadnoughtus, it'd be Alamosaurus, mm. and then the Ankylosaurus would be, of course, be correct. And then... The terrors, the smaller pterosaurs. I think there were some smaller pterosaurs known there. It wouldn't be Pteranodon; it'd be something else. Hmm. And instead, the Oviraptor would be Anzu, the, you know, Anzu, the uh, yeah, I know the the North, the North American Oviraptorosaur that lived in that the Hell Creek formation. Hmm. Um, instead of Nasutosaurus, if you don't want to do Triceratops, you could do Torosaurus. Uh, and then instead of the uh, instead of the um, little baby Moros Intrepidus, it could be an Archaeoraptor. Hmm. Uh, and then instead of the Iguanodon, it could be an Montosaurus. And then I was like, okay, well, then what can replace the Gignosaurus? Because it can't really be another big predator because uh, yeah. it you need there's only one a niche for in, – in that kind of niche, there's only one super predator allowed. Yeah. So I was like, what if it was a Quetzalcoatlus and it kills the, the original Rexy? Because I think it could, particularly if it was mean enough. <laughs> Well, you could even do it where it doesn't even need the Rex to fall. It gets a very lucky blinding strike that as she goes, enough in that Rexy gets a lethal brain injury. Yeah, something like that where it, it kills him, and then and then it kills the Rexy. And so, and so you can still have the same thing where it dies, the feathered mm. prehistoric T-Rex dies, then the mosquito bikes it, and then later on that hypes the Quetzalcoatlus of the enemy, and that way also it makes it so that scene is more accurate, and it ties into the rest of the thing better, hmm. I think. Yeah. I don't know. That's my... I well, like the Gigantosaurus. I like the design of it. I like how yeah. it makes it look crocodilian-like. And, like, I it like how... It ties into the whole um, Indoraptor, Scorpius mm-hmm. Rex, and Indominus Rex thing where um, they do specifically mention while the base genome was a Tyrannosaur, there was a um, Gigantosaurus was used in the makeup. Well, and also a Therizinosaurus was mm-hmm. used, too, which is... Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so let's write Trophy Ignatius one out of sixty-five million. I'm gonna rate it twenty-three million because, um, and actually no, that's a bit harsh. Uh, Thirty-three million. Mm. Like it's like it's. I mean, like I like its depiction as mm. Ornithochiris, and I and mm. I get that's not as big, but it's still pretty damn mm. big. So like I'm I would still be amazed mm. by it. So yeah, for that same but, reason, that's why I'll also give it a high rating of forty-five million. Okay. Seventy-five percent. Cool. Um, because. While it's now somewhat of a boring animal because there's less known about it and it's not as big or as wide-ranging, that's what it was in uh-huh. Walking with Dinosaurs, and that was a damn good episode. Absolutely. No, it was. The, only one, the mm. first one that made me cry, as we mentioned on our thrice-recorded, but now finally released, Walking with Dinosaurs episode. Yes, oh, man, that took forever. It's finally out there. So as you guys uh, who have listened to it have probably noticed it, its quality's not up to our usual, not that although Oh, no, like, you can tell, because, like, quality, I uploaded... But, yeah, we were definitely tired of doing it. Well, like, if you look at the pa- Patreon episodes we did, because we released three of them at once, mm. uh, the Walking with Beasts and Walking with Monsters one are each an hour long. Mm. The Walking with Dicers one is 35 minutes. <laughs> so. Yeah, because we just wanted to get it done with the potential that we could always yeah. go back and do an oh, episode man. by episode later on when we're more enthusiastic about it. We will, it. we will, but not anytime soon, but someday. Yeah, someday. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of the show and contact me at palebitespodcast at gmail.com, palebitespod on Twitter, and palebitespodcast on Instagram. You can find me on social media at Matthew Donald Creator on Facebook and Matthew Donald 64 everywhere else, like Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, what to have you. Um, yeah. And uh, I have a book series on Amazon Megazoic available for print and Kindle. I also have a book series called Tesla Knots. That one is not. Uh, it does not have any dinosaurs in it, or does it? No, it doesn't. Or does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> but. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for this week. I'll see you at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites. Uh, I think that's the noise I'd make. Well, that's more like a dog. <laughs> Anyways, bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.